how do you think First Nations and non-First Nations can reconcile? I think it boils down to, you know, our people needing to work on healing. You know, let's start over and work work on those issues and that little child that's still hurting. Roundhouse Radio continues to explore reconciliation between First Nations and non-First Nations in Vancouver, a process of honouring Canada's historical truth, no matter how uncomfortable, so that we can reconcile for the future. Today, we journey to the raw centre of truth and reconciliation, the heart, the mind, and the memories of a residential school survivor. Listener discretion is advised for the following. My name is Kat Norris, and I wanted to say thank you, Creator, for this beautiful day. Uh, my Indian name is Kutsamawat. My Indian name comes from Musqueam. I remember a lot of uh, when I was a child, you know, just being able to play freely. And I used to go to the longhouses, co-sailor-style longhouses, with my family, with my grandmother. I really can't remember exactly how old I was when we got shipped off to residential school. And... It's kind of hard to believe that this happened, you know, at that time in the 60s. We got there in the middle of the night, you know, in the dark, and you could see the lights of the school, the lights shone on the school. And we're all looking up at this big place that, you know, we've never been into such a place. And they had little sort of kid tables, so it felt kind of comfortable. I remember this, they brought us slices of apples and crackers and cheese. And so we were all munching, you know, and eating. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, a nun came in uh, and took my two brothers' hands and said, you're coming with me. And I looked and I said, oh, no, no, no. They stay with me. They stay with me. And she goes, no, they come with me. And I tried to use a big voice, <laughs> you know. I said, no, they stay with me. Thinking if I used a big voice that they could stay with me. And they took, took them down the hall and I ran to the door. And, uh, th- you know, all, the last I saw of my brothers, you know, was them looking back at me. You know, they're just little guys. Unfortunately, things didn't get much better for Kat over her three years at Cooper Island Residential School. As so many Native children before and after her, she soon became a victim of rape, forced oral sex, and molestation. Um, for me, um, it was the priest. He would take us to the, he was the one who took us to the dentist. So it either happened in the boat or in the dentist's office. He was chasing me because I said, no, I didn't want to go to him. I said, no. And he stood up and I ran. And so he chased me. And I ran behind the couch, like pushed the couch in front of me. And I stood behind the couch. You know, what happens to a lot of victims, you know, it it really changes the, you know, the landscape of your brain and your self-esteem and who you are as a human being. Residential schools were funded by the Canadian government and mainly administered by the Roman Catholic Church, along with a few others. About 150,000 children were forced through the system between 1876 and 1996. The goal of the whole ordeal has been famously described as to kill the Indian in the child and assimilate them into the civilized society. There's a lot of talk of how those schools took away our language. 
But what they don't say are little kids just talking, wondering why they're getting smacked around, you know, and hit and punched in the head, whipped, you know, getting pins stuck in their tongue. And all they're doing is talking. And then they find out somehow, or if they learn a bit of English, that it's because they're speaking their own language. Have you forgiven the priests and the nuns? I, I don't think I've forgiven yet. I know that's our teaching. I used to wonder, why, why me? Why was I victimized? You know, why was I, you know, sexually molested? But what, what happened to me was realizing that I wanted to be a voice for my people. You know, so now I'm an example. People look up to me for my story and that I'm doing something about it. Today, Kat is a community activist, a cultural leader, an elder, and a teacher. And she just finished leading a large friendship dance with dozens of young children, native and non-native. This is my cat, Norris. This is my story. This is my reality. This is what I experienced. I want to do this friendship dance because of what it resembles. All communities coming together, coming together to understanding each other and living in more harmony and peace. And that's going to help the future generations coming up. In the spirit of truth and reconciliation, I'm Trevor Jang. <laughs>